experiential self-compassion. All right? So, as the Buddha writes here, or says here, um, if we really, you know, the brain is continually changing its structure and function based on our experiences, for better or worse. And it has this vulnerability toward changing for the worse based on, in a sense, good intentions of Mother Nature to help us survive and pass on our genes that pass on genes. All right? If we have the power, to a large extent, to gradually change our brain for the better from the inside out. And when I say better, I don't mean it moralistically, I mean it more pragmatically as the Buddha did. In other words, if we have the power to help ourselves um, develop a brain that's more inclined toward happiness and more inclined to our welfare and the happiness and welfare of other people as well, to use that power, we've got to be motivated to use it. You may have heard this kind of lame but profound joke, how many therapists does it take to change a light bulb? (laughs) Only one, but the light bulb has to want to change. Wanting to change is absolutely fundamental. So, as the Buddha says here, you know, we have to want to help ourselves. Because if we're going down a river, you know, swiftly flowing and so forth, how can we help others across if we are swept away ourselves? Now, one of the fundamental ways to um, ground ourselves in the inclination of kindness and um, care and support for ourselves is to cultivate self-compassion. This is where Pema Chodron, you know, writes the root of compassion, the, the the essence of Buddhism from her more Tibetan Buddhist view is compassion, and the essence of compassion is self-compassion. So I want to do a practice with you momentarily in the cultivation of self-compassion. But first, I want to warm you up. So in this picture are four monkeys. Can you find the fourth one? A little eyes there, looking out, kind of in the middle. If I had my laser pointer, I'd show you, but you can find it. So that response in us, that, oh, you know, is very, very, very human, isn't it? And very natural, okay? So we're going to draw upon that state, if you will, of caring and awe and support and joy, Uh, about others, we're going to apply that uh, to our own um, welfare. Okay? So, in terms of self-compassion, a lot of research has shown that it's a wonderful thing to develop, including to develop resilience. It makes us stronger to have a caring and and kind and sweet attitude toward ourselves. But self-compassion is actually difficult for many people uh, to manifest. Um, You know, it's easier for many people to be caring and kind toward others than it is for them to be caring and kind toward themselves. So we're going to do a little practice here in three parts that is somewhat neurologically informed about uh, encouraging, about um, activating and then installing uh, factors of self-compassion. So let's try this. Like any practice, it's an experiment, as also an experience. It's an experiment. See what comes up for you. um, And then we'll talk a bit about it and then probably segue into lunch pretty soon. Okay? All right? So let's try it. So to begin with, if you could, just kind of come home to yourself. I'll be quiet for a minute or so as we just sort of come home. 
Finding a sense of the body, if that's okay with you. Uh, Finding a sense of the breath, if that's okay with you. For some people, by the way, tuning into the breath or even the body can be alarming, particularly if they've had a painful or even traumatic life history. So if there's anything that's alarming or difficult for you about tuning into the breath or the body, it's really okay to shift your focus of attention to something else, such as a word like peace, or simply a feeling of gratitude or caring, uh, perhaps to an image, such as the figures in this room, um, or even just simply a happy memory as an object of attention. Although I and Rick will talk about um, using the breath as an anchor for attention. Okay, so for starters, bring to mind someone that you know cares about you. It need not be a perfect relationship, but in some slice of the relationship pie, you know you matter to this person. Could be a person in your life today or in your past, could be a group of people, could be an animal, a pet, could be a spiritual being. And as you call to mind this person or persons, see if you can help the idea of this person become an experience of feeling cared about. You're trying to activate some sense of feeling cared about. It's natural if other thoughts or feelings come up, like not feeling so cared about. If that arises, just be aware of that. And then deliberately bring the spotlight of attention back to a deepening, increasingly rich and felt sense of being cared about. Being cared about is on a spectrum. Any aspect of this is fine. So being cared about uh, encompasses feeling included, a part of a group. Feeling cared about also includes being seen, understood, as well as feeling appreciated or respected. and also feeling liked, or even cherished or loved. Anything along that spectrum is an opportunity to feel cared about. And as you feel cared about, see if you can take in this good. In other words, can you let the experience sink into you? Can you give yourself over to it? Can you let it grow inside you with some sense that bit by bit, 
this feeling is becoming a part of you so that you've increasingly internalized it and will feel cared about increasingly as you move through life. Then in the second step, letting the feeling of being cared about move to the back of your mind, focusing now on someone you care about, especially someone that you feel compassion for. Compassion simply being the wish that a being not suffer, usually combined with warm-hearted feelings of tender or sympathetic concern. Could be someone in your life today, could be a child, an animal. It might be people that you don't know personally, here at home or on the other side of the world. See what it's like to give yourself over increasingly to a sense of compassion, perhaps strengthened by a feeling of warmth in the heart also perhaps strengthened by soft thoughts in the back of the mind, like, may you not suffer. Or perhaps something sympathetic, like, may you have food. May you find work. May you not worry so much about the kids. May your chemotherapy go well. It's fine to pick other people to have compassion for. Know what it's like to feel compassionate. Here, too, you can take in, you can receive, you can install the sense of compassion, helping yourself bit by bit to become a little bit more compassionate.
the Buddha talked about compassion pervading the mind, extending out toward the front and the back, the left and the right, above and below. Waves or ripples of compassion extending outward from you. And then knowing what it's like to feel compassionate, moving into the third step of this practice, knowing what it's like to feel compassionate in your body and in your intentions and in your stance toward beings, extend that compassion to yourself. You might see yourself in front of you or simply know yourself right now, aware of challenges you're facing, including perhaps worries about others you love, pains in the body, losses, issues from childhood or previous life experiences in adulthood, your own suffering and see what it's like to wish yourself well. In particular, to wish that you not suffer. Perhaps combined with soft thoughts like, may I not suffer? Or perhaps something more specific, like, may this pain pass? Or may I not be so driven at work? Or may I move through this heartache? Or may my own chemotherapy go well? If your mind wanders, that's okay, it's natural. Just bring it back. Perhaps a sense of waves of compassion rippling out from you. I imagine a gentle seashore, waves lapping at the beach with a rising tide. So the waves keep lapping, the tide keeps rising, a growing compassion for yourself.
you might also think back to yourself when you were younger, at different times, thinking about particular periods, maybe as a young child, or grade school, or high school, or young adulthood, or more recent events, times that were challenging for you, and see if you can extend compassion to these younger versions of yourself, wishing them well, even offering them kindness or other forms of support, it's okay. Taking some moments to do this part too. Continually renewing, regenerating good wishes for yourself. And then as a kind of bonus, if it's real for you, see if there can also be a sense of receiving compassion. Deep down in the brain where emotional memories are, are basically formed, it doesn't know the source of an experience that's been activated. So you might get a sense of what it would be like to receive compassion. And see if you can let that sense of receiving compassion sink into you.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.